if you don't care about childbirth or children or any of that, like, see you next week. Welcome back. For real. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me here at your home. In person. Listen. <laughs> I'm breathing. <laughs> I was like, what are you saying? I was literally <laughs> listening to our podcast last week and I was like, whoo. Like, I even sounded yeah, said, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like, especially at the beginning when, you know, you're not like in fully in the conversation. <laughs> you're like, you guys. <laughs> um, I notice all that stuff when I'm recording or when I'm editing. I'm like. Damn, like I saw that really clip of us talking about the drug deal and whatever. I was like, oh my god, I sound horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back together again. I haven't been here, or we haven't seen each other in, well, we've seen each other, but I haven't been here right. in six weeks. And I wow. know it's six weeks because the last time I was here was, took the pregnancy was when I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> oh man, good times, good yeah. times. Um, oh, we should talk about yeah, that. Let's so, do this Moscato. Not oh, Moscato, yeah. but like, let's do this first before we get into so, it. So now I'm really excited because we were talking about doing um, mocktails for Steph and then I would try like the alcoholic version. And now we can just like not worry about that. <laughs> not worry about having to. Yeah. I'm so sorry we had to lie, but for for obvious reasons. Right. We so people don't know there. Kristen's pregnant oh, yeah. as well <laughs> with twins yeah. nonetheless. Which Holy is crazy because you were – we'll get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now we can both just do our mocktails. And Steph has been holding on to this non-alcoholic wine. That Brian got me. He was yeah. like feeling bad that like he drinks like every night. And so he's like, oh, look what I found at the liquor store. And it's called Free, F-R-E. And it's a white Zinfandel. And it's an alcohol-removed wine from California Vineyards. True happiness lies in the freedom to be yourself. <laughs> going to read the whole bottle. The <laughs> this is the sophisticated alternative. And it's like a rose color, guys. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like a, um, like a rosé. Yeah. And the number one ingredient is de-alcoholized. Did I say that right? Yeah. White Zinfandel wine. So... Second is Wait, grape so juice. It, so it was wine, and then yeah, they, they removed the alcohol oh, from it. Yeah. So it's not even just like this is grape juice that like. No, right. Being... Interesting. Yeah. So that's what gives it like the wine taste. But that's the second really ingredient is grape juice. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna try this out. I'm really, really excited. Oh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> that's not we're even classy. Yeah. <laughs> no more shots, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's really good. It kind of gives me, like, the after vibe kind of gives off, like, church wine vibe. Yeah. But I could, like, drink this. And, like... That's really good. Especially, like, if you don't want to tell people you're pregnant. Oh, yeah. And you bring this with, like, a different, like, label on there or something, you know. Or if you're just, like, trying not to drink, but, like, for whatever reason right. you don't want to drink, but you, mm-hmm. like, want it in social it, settings. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you go to, like, a like a Christmas party that are coming up. If you're um, sober, this is a really nice, like, alternative to having... 
Yeah. Alcohol. It's just, it's like a um, it is grape juicy, but I feel like it still has that. It it gives like Moscato vibes because even Moscato kind of tastes grape juicy in a way. Yeah, like it's know? not um, it's not like oh, I'm obviously not drinking wine t- type of taste. Yeah. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's actually really like I could probably drink this all day. Yeah, and there's um, quick mass um, two hundred and ten calories in the bottle. Not that that fucking matters. In the bottle? In the bottle. In the whole bottle? In the whole bottle. That's nothing. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. yeah I'm definitely going to be drinking that, and I'm getting some of that. I need to find out where Brian got it. I think it's the liquor store that's over by H Mart oh. on Rolling Road. The one that we were just talking about last episode. Yes. There you go. <laughs> you guys. Perfect. <laughs> it all uh, ties together. So now that we've done that, you want to talk about like how fucking wild yeah. this situation You want to talk about how like, okay. So I would like to mention first that when I found out I was pregnant, obviously Kristen was here and we were like, we, you have to get pregnant now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, we were we saying, <laughs> cause I've been waiting. Like I, I always knew that I wanted another child, but I just, it was never the right time. Like it was just right. always like, oh, well, this is coming up and this is coming up. And then I don't want to be pregnant for this. I soon realized that there was never going to be a good time. And really. that's why I was like, now's the time to peer pressure. Like, right. I knew you were always on the yeah. fence. So I was like, this is the time. And so I think you were like, all right, I'll, I'll, like, we'll give it a go. Like, I'll just yeah. stop like preventing and all this so stuff. So it worked out because Doug and I, our anniversary, we had our anniversary trip. So, you know, we were going to have some time away and it was going to be like, okay, well, that was right around the time free that yeah, I was going to be um, ovulating. So I was like, yeah, oh. we'll try. So long story short, I don't need to give you guys like the details, but our Airbnb that we were staying in was very, um, like there were people down stairs from us and we could hear everything that they were doing so we knew that they, they could hear everything that we were I would doing put on a show for them <laughs> so, i'm that kind of person that i'll be like Ooh. so it was not easy to like you know do what we had to do. <laughs> so it happened one time while we were on vacation one time and that was after a hockey game um the, it was the night before we left. We were leaving, like checking out the next morning, and we were trying to be so quiet. It wasn't even, I will, it was like, wasn't even like this crazy, amazing. No, it was kind of just like a let's get this done. <laughs> so it happened one time, and then you know, you get back into real life, and it doesn't, and your you schedules know. don't match yeah. up. Oh, yeah, he's like that. rarely ever home, and when he is, I'm half asleep. So, so Miss Fertile Myrtle. <sighs> Man, literally, you can. I I can't. I can't nail down either Quinn or this kid's like conception date. Like I have oh. no. Yeah, I know mine because it was and you you, you you have exact day. That's kind of crazy. Like that's kind of yeah. cool. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, don't know. It was, it was like, literally our anniversary. Right, and I think that's like cute. Like not even that. Like you don't have to go share the story with your kids one day. But like you're right. sitting there, like looking at your kid one day, and like your kids one day, <laughs> and they're gonna be like with their kids. So you're looking yeah. at your grandkids, and you're gonna be like, I remember this yeah. all happened because of that fucking hockey game. And then after the hockey, <laughs> you, you and Doug can like you know just reminisce about it together. Like later, that's so cute. Yeah. I wish I had something like that, yeah. but I don't. Um, that's cute. Yeah. It- it was just crazy. But, like, I was so sure because that was the first time that we had even, like, tried, like, with the mental, like, awareness of wanting to get pregnant. So it was, like, in my brain, 
it just wasn't happening. Like yeah. there was, that wasn't, that's not how life works. Like you don't like decide you want to have a baby and then have sex one time and then get pregnant. Like that's right, just Especially not because with Edie, you were trying. Yeah. For a few months. Right. And, um. Which isn't like super long, no, but it's but still it's, like that's more, more than, yeah. That's yeah. Like a normal amount of time for most people. And so the, it came the time where I was supposed to, like, I could have tested, which with Edie, I was testing really early. This time around, I was in my, like, I'm telling you, I felt it in my bones. I was not pregnant. But I was <laughs> the opposite. And so, like, you were, t- we were texting that day. And I was like, so when's too soon for you to test? And you were like, I can test now, but I just don't think I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to order because I, like I was home with Edie and I was like, I don't want to like Instacart these expensive ass pregnancy tests. Like with this, it, it just doesn't, I know I'm not pregnant. So like, I don't want to spend that right. money. And I had that stack of like the 300 yeah. strip tests and I was like, you can have one of mine. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was fine with waiting and. I came over. And we ordered Subway. Yeah, we were sitting here eating Subway, and I'm just, like, enjoying my meal. And, and I was like, are you going to go take the fucking test? <laughs> staring me down like, it's I'm time. just waiting on you. <laughs> it's fucking time. So, um, oh, because Brian had already brought it down, and it was sitting right in front of me. And yeah. I was just like, do-do-do-do-do. We were supposed to record that night. We were going to. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, okay, we'll do this, and then we, we'll record. So I went into the bathroom, and I, you know – dipped it in my little pee cup and <laughs> set it aside and, and then I, left the fucking bathroom well i came out because i was like thinking like oh like if and I, every time i have ever taken a test with one of those like strip things the results are like instant like you know like pretty but fucking I'm telling you, i knew i was i was unhappy with that answer <laughs> I was like, you just left it in there? I'm pretty sure he said that out loud. I was like, you fucking left yeah, it in like, there? Like, that's so like, weird that you have to wait five minutes. And you were like, would, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And so I was like, I'm just going to go look. You were in the kitchen fucking around doing, I don't I even know just what. Just throwing away my trash. Brian was like emptying the dishwasher <laughs> like, or something. Yeah. Like I literally, I, she was like, I'm going in there. And I was like, have at it. I, <laughs> I walked in. Feelings. I looked at it and I went. Shut, shut the up. fuck up. <laughs> she was like, what? And I just went, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And you just came. I mean, I heard your feet just like. <laughs> you just came flying. Like, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. Wait. Like, That's the fucking second line there, right? Oh, my God. And yeah, sure enough, she's like, it's there. We were driving the next thing I know at, to every Walgreens that we're, yeah. everything was closed at, that, at the point. Cause like right it now it's late. like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like this is how we record. Right. And so, so we're like driving everywhere possible to find one. Yeah. We were like, we need to go we need tonight. A, yeah. Yeah. Because we needed a digital and we ended up going to Walmart. Made it happen. Um, I think it was like 15 minutes before they were closing too. We were like yeah. in that bitch. So we didn't even think about recording the first test because I was so adamant that I wasn't. Because I had zero symptoms except for my boobs were sore. But they always PMS, got sore yeah. yeah, before I got my period. So it's like this is just normal like PMS symptoms. I just had this weird fucking feeling. I just did. That's why I was like pressuring you so all strange day. because I – I'm telling, like, I knew I wasn't. New York fetus was there and was like, let's, come on. It was so weird. But yeah, so, you know, we get the digital. We ended up recording that one um, when the digital came up. But 
And I'll post that on Monday when this comes out. But it was funny because my mom had said like, wow, that second line is really dark for you being so early. And I was like, it kind of is. And Steph was like, but I feel like mine was that dark too. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, fine. That like, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't want to be either further along than I thought or. We thought you actually were further along than you were at the time. Yeah. Yeah, we thought we were. I was like a week ahead of where I actually was. Yeah, but so yeah. Um, then I swear the next day, that night, I started feeling the symptoms and I started getting nauseous. Oh my god! It it was like instant. It was like my body was like, "You're now that you know, <laughs> really sick." And um, what was I gonna say? Oh, obviously, we decided not to record that night because I, I literally like we were just no. Like, how couldn't. are you gonna just get on and pretend that everything's fine? <laughs> like, Especially <laughs> since we had to hide it. It was just like there was no fucking way. But yeah, that was the last time that I was over here. And you don't want to keep going with the story? God damn. Well, I mean, th- then you know, I waited for my appointments and stuff. And I was actually so I was telling my mom like I was really sick. Like, sicker than I was with Edie. So, so many people were like, oh, that must mean, like, maybe you're having a boy. I'm like, Which maybe. is wild to me because everyone that I've ever known, like. Says if you're sicker, then you get. It's a girl. Right. But they were, but they're comparing it to Edie. Right. So, since Edie was a girl, they're like, oh, that maybe. Well, I was just like, you just have a girl that's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they're. Everybody's saying, well, that's, that's, uh, maybe it's a sign it's a boy. And I'm like, maybe, maybe, but I just like felt in my like heart, like I couldn't decide if that's what it, I don't know. I also thought I wasn't pregnant, so I can't really trust my body, but <laughs> I, um, I was telling my mom, I was like, I'm so sick. And she's like, Kristen, you're like two days pregnant. Like, what are you <laughs> like? This is ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm not making it up. Like, I feel so sick. And she's kind of, kind of like i'm not saying you're making it up i'm just like if this is the beginning of your pregnancy i can't imagine what the rest of it's going to be like and then around like six weeks my pants weren't fitting i'm like this is not like i I, there is no fucking way that my pants aren't fitting already like i'm my brain is like tricking me i'm being dramatic maybe they were always this tight and now i'm just super like aware of it yeah. yeah and so just everything. I'm like, this is, I'm so dramatic. Like I'm, this is, there's no way. And my mom was kind of just saying the same thing. Every time I would complain, she would be like, okay, like right. you have a whole like nine months to go. <laughs> and so then I went, we went to the doctor. Well, we went to a women's center because they could get me in earlier than my doctor could for an ultrasound. And I just wanted to know that everything was okay. Cause I found out so early and then it's like the waiting game. It's like, okay, I just need to make sure that there is something in there. So we go in and we're, um, she's doing like an abdominal ultrasound and we get the heartbeat, we get measurements, everything's looking good. And then she's like looking around, I guess, to find my cervix and my bladder, like whatever. And she goes, and I'm like, what the fuck is she opening about? Like, oh my god! And I was always so sure that if I like was having twins, I would be able to see it right away. Like, I don't. There's so many um, videos that I see like moms getting ultrasounds where I'm like, how do you not see the two fucking children in front of you? She's literally moving this thing around over and over again, and I'm like, what? What's I'm the problem? So here? Confused. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? Where? Why are you still going? And she goes, I think there's a second one. And Doug and I just go, oh my god, no way, no. The same reaction I had when I found out I was pregnant, no way, 
No way. So she's like, but they're like, if they are, then they're right on top of each other. Because the way she was looking, it looked like it was like she could see the baby and then it like glitched out and then the baby was back. Because they were so on top of each other that they were like her moving it just a very little bit. She would miss the second one. Like it was so she does like the transvaginal like all up in me. Um, And sure enough. There was two, and Doug and I were just – there were a lot of cuss words that day. Not, like, bad, but just kind of, like – What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. that was a big, like, what the fuck, holy shit. All day, that's what everybody was saying. Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Steph was the first to know. And it's so funny because yeah. that was the day I actually, like, called out of work you because I was so, I felt so, <laughs> so sick that day. I was not doing good. Mm-hmm. And so I literally saw you FaceTiming me and I was like, I can't do this right now. Like, I can't mm-hmm. talk to anyone. Like, I am dying. And so I, like, declined it. And then you called again and I went, oh, it's got to be important then. So I'm, like, on, the, on toilet the toilet naked. <laughs> I'm driving. I literally answered, like, I'm naked on the toilet right now. I'm dying. And she just was like, held the thing up, the ultrasound up. She's getting ready to tell me how miserable she is and whatever. Shut the fuck up. Crazy. So, rewind. I was telling Steph when we found out she was pregnant and leading up to her first ultrasound that she was going to have twins because Steph is a twin. Yeah. So, I was just, just like putting all the twin energy on her. Also, Doug and I, our um, anniversary trip was in the Twin Cities. Oh my God. So <laughs> I really just fucked myself over on that one. I literally can't. Oh my God. Yeah. So that was, you know. Um, but yeah, I put all this twin energy out on I just, stuff. yeah, and I just, it, it reversed Uno, don't Yeah. You? Because I kept making all these jokes, like if I was pregnant with twins, you were getting one of them. I was like, right. way, like that, I'm not having them. <laughs> oh my god, it. it's just so weird. And then everybody just, I feel like around us is just, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, and all girls, yeah, all girls. Everyone's having a fucking girl. Yeah, so everyone. I feel I like we're about to yet, but populate the entire fucking world with girls. Like boys are. In I would love to have two little girls. I would love to have two little baby girls, but I just have a feeling. So Edie's been saying a brother and a sister. So, oh, I I hope it's a boy and a girl. Yeah, that's what a lot of people think. But I just feel like if they're going to be twins, I want them to. be I'm coming twins. from a twin. I would. I hope it's yeah. a, because. I mean, no matter how different, like me and Amy are fraternal, mm-hmm. like no matter how different we are, like people compare you, your entire life, you are compared. Like it's so- like there's the ugly twin, the smarter twin, the weirder twin, the, uh, all the time. It's uh, inevitable. I get that, and I feel like though, it also depends on how you grow up and the environment. How well, that's people true, treat but even because, at school though like teachers knew so that many- i was the dumber twin and amy was the smarter twin like the way yeah. the way all they all talk about why yeah. can't you be like more like your sister it's like you're constantly compared yeah. constantly I, I feel like i know twins though that and, thoroughly enjoy being twins and they share everything mm-hmm. and boys and girls typically won't have to yeah. share a bedroom because at a certain point you're gonna have to put a boy in one room right. and a girl yeah. in the other room like whereas a lot of I other people will I stay would, there forever and ever. yeah depending on i mean the 
and their experiences would be different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even though you're both going to prom to, at the same time, you're not really sharing the same experience because yeah. your prom, you're, you're playing completely different sports. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I get that, but like I'm, I want, I would love to just have my two girl twins and then be mindful of like where, you, what your experience from, was yeah. as um, a twin yourself, and like do my best not to compare and not to. I've always taken away like the sharing thing because you have literally like for so long had nothing to yourself ever. <laughs> so that's a big thing for me is no matter what genders they are, I will make sure that they know that they are their own person. Yeah. Um, as far as like the bedroom thing, if I had the room to have give right. everybody their own space, I would. But if two right. people have to share a room, I'm right. going to make the twins share the room. But if it's a boy and a girl, a girl, if it's a boy and a girl, then it'll be Edie and, and exactly. Yeah, yeah. At least, right. they, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I completely yeah. would never be like, you know, you have to buy a whole other yeah. house just to get two oh, yeah. twins <laughs> to have an extra room. You know right. what I mean? Like, um, I would. I get that. Like, that's not like the worst. But it's more, yeah. But and again, it's not even just family. It's like everywhere you go, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're twins. So what's your twin like? Yeah. Is she like you're exactly like you? Is she? Yeah. Like, uh, shut the fuck up. Like it's so weird because I look at you and Amy, and I don't think of you as twins, even though I'm fully fucking aware that you're twins. Yeah. I just don't like in my brain could, because you guys are so different, so fucking different. Yeah, that I'm just like that's your just your sister. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Plus she's so fucking far away too. And then sometimes I talk about twins, and I'm like, oh yeah. My best friend's a fucking twin. That's weird. <laughs> That's super strange. Because, <laughs> you know, you look at twins and you're like, oh, what a cool idea. Like, twins. Like, that's so yeah. cool. And I'm like, oh, wait, I have a very close relationship with them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really it's not that cool. <laughs> it's actually, like, a lot more common than I really thought. Because, like, I went to middle school with twins. We were in the same age. Remember the, the McDowell's? And then when I went to high school, there was another set of twins. Yeah. And I was like, wow, there's a fucking lot yeah, of us. I went to um, high school. Identical ones I've not really encountered very often. Well, I only have one set of identical that I was close with. Yeah, yeah they're like a fucking paternal. unicorn yeah. babies. I think those happen. An, an interesting thing I learned is fraternal twins have to be hereditary fraternal twins are hereditary identical twins are the only twins that happen spontaneously which i had no idea i thought i mean i just never really i guess thought about it but just like i thought all twins had to be hereditary yeah because identical twins are fucking crazy yeah so it's like one egg just split into two i thought shit, that right? if i was going to have twins they were going to be identical which i will also get into something really interesting in a minute but the gene has to be passed down from the mother because the mother has to hyperovulate. So I would have to have twins in my family for me to have the gene where I hyperovulate. I don't. That's the number one question I've been getting. I, we literally like don't the twins know. twins run in the family? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't know. There's an exception to every rule, I guess. Well, that's what, so when the nurse had asked, like, do you guys have twins in your family? We were both like, no. And she was like, well, I guess it has to start somewhere. Like, somebody yeah. has to hyperovulate once. So I guess that's what happened. And the second time we went in for our scans, uh, the uh, ultrasound tech? Yeah. The ultrasound tech was like, oh, you hyper- hyperovulated from your right ovary. And I was like, cool. How do, I, how do you know? And so I don't, 
I don't know if she knows that. Okay, we're backing up again. They say that, so you have two separate placentas, two separate whatever. My twins are called die-die twins, which is like the best case scenario for twins because they have their own everything. everything. Like there's no chance of one getting more than the other. They're not fighting for anything. So when you have those two separate sacs, they're fraternal. They're just labeled fraternal because it looks like two eggs have dropped and were fertilized. However, there's a 30% chance that way, way, way in the very, very beginning, that one egg split super, super early and they are actually identical. The only way to know that after um, is a blood test later on. Yeah, a blood test later on. Obviously, if they're a boy and a girl, they're not identical. But if they come out the same gender and come out looking alike, then later on in life, you can... That's what they wanted to do with me and right. Amy until we started getting older and they saw how different right. we looked. And they were like, oh. well, plus she's got like a widow's peak and I don't. Like these are all like very... So I thought that was really interesting. So there's a very slight chance that they could still be identical and I actually didn't hyperovulate. But anyway, back to what I was saying was the ultrasound tech was... That would make sense though. Right. Not That's what I would think. Yeah. But the ultrasound tech said that she could see... Just, just where I ovulated from. I don't think she actually meant like she could see yeah, that yeah. I hyperovulated. But you must have. Right, I had to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But there's a thing called a – I wish I could remember what it's called. But it's some kind of cyst that every pregnant person gets on what whichever side – like whichever ovary. What? Yeah. I can wish I could remember what it's called. Do they um, go away? Yeah. They go away like oh. a little into your pregnancy. Interesting. Yeah. I I want to look it up again. Your doctor's office is giving you all kinds of fun <laughs> little tips. It's called a corpus luteum cyst. Gross. And, uh, it's just. Corpus was cute. And then luteum. Luteum. <laughs> it all. Um, yeah. So that just tells you which side you ovulated from. Which I'd I love to know. Super interesting. Hmm. I think yours is probably gone by now. So I don't think there's yeah. anything. Fuck them. <laughs> they don't tell me anything. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that the first time around. But uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's what's happening over here. I It's Crazy. been so hard, you guys. Number one. All of our podcasts will be talking, will be like muting and then like saying a comment about you. <laughs> every episode, we talk about us both being pregnant. I just cut it all out. We literally <laughs> so many comments. Like last week, for instance, one of the things Steph was talking about being nauseous, and I was like, "Oh, I can't imagine." And then I, <laughs> it literally those words coming out of my mouth, I felt like I was going to vomit. So we had to like pause for a second, and then Steph was laughing because I it was just funny because like I can't imagine I'm literally going through the same fucking thing. And although I will say Steph has it a lot worse than I do. Which is so weird. Very strange. Why is this happening to me? (laughs) But um, yeah, like every week we're like, we don't want to do it because we we're both so sick. This is dedication. Yeah. Like we talk about, like I wish I could. We could send uh, post screenshots of our text. We're just like we are struggling. I have to put some like um, audio thing, like stuff that I cut out from the previous episodes. Oh we're yeah, just like, Jesus Christ, this <laughs> is not good. Um, but we like we days to like today. I wish that <laughs> we didn't have a podcast. So funny. But 
here we are, and now we can both openly complain, complain. about. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am. Knock I'm on glad that this is like a nice podcast because I feel like we bitch in all of oh, our yeah. podcasts, and this yeah. is a nice one, right. like an upbeat, positive. <laughs> Relieve you guys from some of our complaints. <laughs> I'm gonna take another sip of my wine. This is so good. It is really good. I felt like I was getting like a little buzz over here, even though I'm not. It's just like a Mental. placebo effect. Yeah. Even though when we were drinking, we didn't get drunk in this house. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. This house, man, it's hard to get drunk here for some reason. It's like a curse. It's so weird. Yeah. I think we've like mentioned it before, but we literally, we will drink and drink and drink and drink. There was a night we did the... um mixes and slides night we we drank a lot we drank so much that night and, and all they were I mixed was drinking heartburn and a tummy ache i wasn't even drunk <laughs> and we were I drank mixing yeah we were mixing like tequila and like rum Everything. and like yeah. vodka and i think we had literally had something of every like whiskey yeah something of everything and i literally was just like it's over i'm gonna go home i'm do- i'm <laughs> gonna drive home tonight there's literally no point in me sitting yeah. here <laughs> I'm going to drive an hour home. Um, I might have... Did I go to my mom's? I don't know. Anyway, I was sober. Like, I literally... I felt a buzz here, but it never goes past that. Right. Ever. It's so strange. And now I'm, like, really mad about it because it's, like... I had, like, gotten drunk probably, like, one time in the time between, like, when I was, like, breastfeeding and, like... I know. got pregnant again. I I didn't have a... I haven't had like a good drunk night in a really long time. The last time I got drunk was embarrassing. It was when I was at brunch. I went to brunch and I got and I was literally meeting my friend's girlfriend for the first time and I got fucking blacked out for the first time like ever. Yeah. I was fucking wasted. Yeah, I got a lot of um text Snap. messages. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was fucked up. Like Stuff stupid fucked up. Well. Yeah. It was embarrassing. That's like the first time I've ever actually been like embarrassed about being like drunk. It was like not a just, good drunk. Where did I just get home from? Was that when I was I in St. Louis? Where did I go before? Anyway, I had just that was the day I got off the plane and got oh, yeah home. from the donation yeah or whatever mm-hmm. and I was at my mom's and it was like teetering like should I go out with you guys should I not and my mom was like my mom had had Edie for days right. and then she was like done at that point so i couldn't and then you know stuff got a little rowdy oh my <laughs> god and i was the only one and so that's why it was embarrassing and plus i hadn't seen my friend in forever and so then i was meeting his girlfriend for the first time and then i'm pretty sure like his ex like fuck buddy was there and i was just blasting like oh yeah they used to fuck like <laughs> his girlfriend sitting there and I ended up, like, texting him and apologizing. Like, I'm so sorry. It was, like, so embarrassing. Like, two days later, I couldn't even get the courage up to text him and apologize. And he was like, no, no, it's totally fine. Just maybe, like, next time don't bring up all my sexual partners to my girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, fuck me. What's a good idea? Yeah, I mean, golden rule right there. But I was just plastered. I was so fucked up. And I was just drinking fucking mimosas. But that's the thing is I don't drink that often. Right. So I was like slamming back these mimosas and I was just getting fucking drunk, man. They'll do it to you. I'm like, that day drunk is no joke. The brunch <sighs> drunk. Oh my God. The last time I got brunch drunk, I was with Doug and a bunch of his coworkers. And oh, this is another part of being pregnant that I'm really glad you guys know now because I am so out of breath 
Like I can't get a good breath in. So I've been so breathy these past like six episodes and I'm like, <laughs> and I feel so bad, but like, that's why. Anyway, when I was with Doug and his coworkers, it was the first time that I'd ever met any of them. And towards the end of like, when we were kind of ready to go, they were like, do you guys want to shotgun some beers? And I said, no, but peer pressure, everybody was doing it. And so they, I was having a beer shoved into my hand, like, you're going to do this. So we went outside and we were standing on these like back steps of some bar in Baltimore city. And I'm at the top of the steps where the landing is and everybody's down the steps, like below me, like going down, like one on each step. And my, in my brain, I'm thinking, I'm going to dump this shit out. I'm not even going to drink it, but I'm going to look like I'm shotgunning beer. Well, I also, my, my brain was not thinking about the fact that everybody was below me. Oh my God. And I started pouring it out onto Doug's coworkers. (laughs) In my own world, I'm thinking everything's fine. And then I hear, what the fuck are you doing? I've never been so fucking embarrassed in my life. I was like, because now these people think that I just don't know how to shotgun a beer. Oh, man. But really, the beer that you just bought me, I didn't fucking want it. So I'm pouring it out (laughs) on purpose. So I had to play dumb and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then all I remember is going home. It was around Christmas time and I was supposed to be returning. It was right after we got married and I had my I had borrowed my veil from my friend's sister and I was supposed to go drop it off to her that night but I was so drunk I was like I fell asleep and I woke up at like seven o'clock and I was like oh I could come drop it off now I was actually supposed to go to like a family party that they were having to just go say hi to everybody and drop it off and I was like I'm just gonna put it in your door and I will see you guys later (laughs) like I was fucked up that like day drinking is no joke. I just I'm not a good drunk. Yeah. I just don't do it enough to be good at it. I get really emotional or like well, especially when you have the whole day ahead of you. It's not even like you're you can just go home and go to bed and the night. I over. either want to like rage or right. I want to like cry and like <laughs> and sit in a group with people and talk about our feelings or I want to like flip out. Like it's never just like a woohoo like <laughs> Like, I'm not a good drunk. Like, at any time of the day, yeah. I'm not a good drunk. Like, I'm just not. Like, I guess because I, like, I don't do it that often. Mm-hmm. I really even, like, before Quinn, like, I never really drank all that much. So, like, when I did, yeah. like, I was doing it to get drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, I was drinking to get drunk. And then I would do it so quickly that it would just hit me too fast. Yeah. And then I'd be, like, really fucked up. And I was yeah. just I'm always over the top. <laughs> I'm really over the top. It's so embarrassing, <laughs> but like I've never actually really been embarrassed. Like, no, there's never. That I can't bad. think of a time where I was like, "Holy shit, Steph is like sloppy right now." Mm. I've never had that. I've never actually blacked out either. It's yeah. just like that day, Oof. rough. It's like it's like it's like escalating. It's always, like I'm getting worse. <laughs> you no, know, my friends always experience bad uh, drinking nights or days when I'm not around. Yeah, to I tell me like chill shit. the fuck out. <laughs> Um, oh, like one time, uh, Rachel on her birthday, for some reason I couldn't go out that one time and I, I felt so bad about it. And it was an icy February night. She broke her butt. She <laughs> broke her ankle. <laughs> she was, I remember that. And I'm wow. sitting there thinking like I would have caught her. 
Like, or I would have said, hey, Rachel, there's ice right there. Like, <laughs> nobody else takes care of this shit. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I just need to be with everyone every time. Mom in the group all the time. Yeah. yeah. I don't even mean to do it. It was funny. Oh, I should um, I have to post that TikTok that Katie sent. That she was like, is this oh, yep. <laughs> It's just. It was, yeah, sure. Our friend sent this TikTok and it was like basically like about the mom of the group or whatever. And it's like, this is what the mom of the group does. Making sure her car has gas. And then like the person, everyone else just showing up exactly when they're supposed to show up. And I'm like, I don't even show up when I'm supposed to show up. (laughs) The time that you tell me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, give me a second. And then it's like 10 minutes. (laughs) Do you just want to come in? That's that's life, you know. I've I've accepted that role. Which is funny because I feel like Katie's always been like she's yeah. never been like a rowdy. She never really gets drunk. Like, I like to rage more than she does. Yeah, but I'm still very much. I feel like she doesn't get drunk. It's impossible. Like, have you yeah. ever really seen her get drunk? No. Like, okay, okay, yeah. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You don't have to, but <laughs> so this was like years ago. Like, God, fuck. All right, I have been with Brian. I've known him for. So this had to have been seven or eight years ago. Probably like seven years ago, right? It was a while. It was probably like seven years yeah, ago. Because we're- no, it's been a little over seven years. Yeah. That's what, so it's been a little over seven years. So um, we all went out on Halloween and we were at Diamondbacks and we we were going drink for drink. Like drink yeah. for drink. Like me and Katie, 100%. When I switched over to beer, of- she switched over to beer. Like same, same exact drinks. Because, because it would be like we went, we went up together. Right. And be like, can I have two vodka and Red Bulls? Two vodka. Two vodka. So we had three vodka and Red Bulls, and then we had like two or three Budweiser's. Tell me why. <laughs> I don't know, like, get into all of it, but long story short, I got pulled over and I got breathalyzed, and I blew like a one point something or po- no, point, point one something. I don't know, whatever. They um, end up like towing my, they're going to tow my car. And Keep in mind, like literally moments before we're walking out of the bar, they had to, we all had to finish our drinks. So I know that we all sat there and chugged our drinks. Like I specifically watched Katie chug her drink and throw her cup out and walk out. So we, they're like about to tow my car, but they go up to the, um, everybody in the car and they're like, I'm going to breathalyze all you guys. No one drove. So no one's in trouble. Like we just need to know. If we just want to know if someone's camp. sober enough to drive this car. Cause if not, we're going to tell. And it. I had probably had around the same amount as you guys. And I was like, there's no, I can't, I probably, <laughs> I probably had more. I get a little rowdy. Katie was like, fuck yeah. Breathalyze me yeah, right out I- that bitch. And blew double <laughs> zeros. She didn't even blow as if she had one fucking glass of Nothing, anything. Not a drop of alcohol a in her system. Double zeros. I was like, your breath eyes are fucking broken. <laughs> we watched you. Like I how is that how, it made to this day? To no this to, to this day. <laughs> no fucking sense. It's like she ha- she was she was lying to us. And I'm convinced <laughs> some fucking thing happened. Something, like some weird She drove my fucking car. She drove my fucking it was car. So so bizarre. I watched her down that fucking mixed drink. Something is wrong with her. We walked out of that building. We were two minutes up the street from when she just downed that mixed drink. 
and she, and she how how it she was, was truly mind blowing. I literally it makes no fucking sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't get drunk. It's just, so, it's just very weird. Unbelievable. Yeah, but I still. Yeah, I don't know. So somehow I'm still the one that's like, you guys. But I think she's just got a lot. Like she's more spacey. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, on a regular. Time. She's have fun, so she's just not even like worrying about all the other things. Yeah. I feel like both of you guys kind of do. You both yeah. kind of mom me. I don't want to worry about yeah. shit. <laughs> it definitely. Uh, we definitely work together. Yeah. But I feel like there's never been a time where I had to be like, well, there's been a couple, but like, not like nothing that stands out in my brain that I'm like, oh my God, that one time you were so fucked up. Like, there's never been a time where I've been like, like, you've never like pissed me off that you were being so crazy. Yeah. Like, there was never a time where I was like, I really had to take care of stuff this night. I think a lot of the times they're like, while we're out or whatever, I'm like that fun because yeah. I, like I told you, like when I get drunk, like I want to go out and do yeah, things. Yeah, you're the worst when you get home. <laughs> like when you get That's home. when I start the emotional yeah, shit. You're, you're either pissed off or you're super sad or like you're just like, I'm so drunk. I need to go to sleep. This is so stupid. Why would I do this type of deal? Like, yeah. That it all comes crashing down when you're home. But by yeah. then, I don't give a shit. You're safe. So. <laughs> It doesn't take long for me to pass out after right, that. So either. it's always like she's gonna go to sleep. It's fine. I'm excited like, for some of those yeah. days again. One day. When? I know. When? Never. Well, I was saying, I was like, I can't even do it with one kid. I need to start getting used to just having children around because it's been nice so far. I've always said, and this is another reason why I couldn't decide when I wanted to have more kids because it's been really easy for me to ask my mom or my mother-in-law or my sister-in-law or really like anyone to help me take care of Edie on like a night where I want to go out. Like, can she spend the night at your house so I can go out to the bar and do this or to go to Steph's house and drink and do a bonfire or whatever. It's been super simple with one. Now I'm like, that freedom is kind of gone, like for real this time because I have three. Nobody's going to take care of three fucking kids. Yeah. Like, you have to just, split them up. Well, that, yeah, that's what everybody's been saying. But it's still like, then it's been, it's been nice because I have one so I can rotate and not feel like I'm burdening one person too often. If I have to split them up, then it's going to constantly be like, okay, can you take this one? And can you take this one? And like, so. No, no way. I would do two. Well, yeah. One. But yeah. I'm saying like, say I ask my mom, can you take Edie for this night? And then I ask my mother-in-law, can you take the twins? Well, at least you'll still have days. You just won't have as many. <laughs> yeah. It's still, it, so, it, it'll be possible. It's just, that was going to feel it more. where I was like, my freedom that I thought I had lost when I had Edie. I, I didn't really lose it that much. Um, more so like daytime stuff. Um, and then just being able to like get up and go. But it's been manageable because so many people are willing to help me. But now it's just like, okay. That's how I feel. I've never yeah. had like help like that ever. I have one person mm-hmm. and I burden her too much because <laughs> I like, you know, I have to work. <laughs> so I work and take care of Quinn at the same time for three days a week. And so for two days a week, I ask her for help so that I can play catch up. So that way, if I do slack right. off on the other days, like, you know, I can ke- play catch up on those days. But then it's like, I feel guilty being like, hey, can I also have a Saturday? So I don't, yeah. I don't ask yeah. them. I don't go out That's anywhere. That's what was happening when I was working, 
even just the three days a week, my mother-in-law was taking Edie three days a week. So I never asked her to help me on the weekends. So I get that, like being like, you're already helping me on these days. Like I'm not asking you to, I get that. That's really, that was really hard for me because it was like, then I was constantly asking my mom on weekends, can you please help me? Yeah. When? That's why it's like tough for me. It's like, uh, I get that. It is, that is really hard. I don't have anyone else. And then like on top of that, it's like he's still not at Edie's point yet where he's like more independent yet either. So like I don't feel comfortable like – You can't walk away. You can't – I can't – but I can't – she can't – like my mother-in-law can't put him down for bedtime. Right. So I got to do bedtime and then she has to drive here and that doesn't happen often. So I don't ask for that. So you know what I mean? It's usually like, hey, can you watch him until like 10 o'clock at night and then I'm racing there and we're in the back seat like, stay awake, stay awake, stay awake awake," the whole time home. So that's why it's like uh, even like going out at night, like I don't do it. Like when was the last time? Like when I have people – when I wasn't pregnant, obviously, Mm -hmm. people came to my house Mm -hmm. because if I wanted to do something, I'd be like, hey, guys, I'm putting – Quinn right. to sleep and then you guys come right. here and then we're doing something here. We don't go out. Right. We've never gone. And it was easier that way because I always had somebody available to watch Edie. So it was never a problem for me right. to come here. But Especially because she's right down the street. Right. Yeah. So yeah, anybody that would be watching Edie is here. So here, yeah. It, that was a lot easier. But I get that like feeling like you not feeling like actually not having anyone. Yeah, to- I got to get my basement finished so that way you can bring two pack and plays over I and know, just have them that's sleep what downstairs. I'm and then to start, I think Edie's getting better. Edie doesn't really have a problem sleeping at other in other places. Her problem is she wants to hang out with everybody. She'll stay up until fucking four in the morning if she has to to make sure that she's not missing anything. Got FOMO big big time. It's not a matter of where she's sleeping. It's a matter of who's doing what while she's sleeping. Mm-hmm. So that's been the issue with bringing her places. I do. But at least she's like, yeah, capable. Like if right, we were right sitting now, here drinking and stuff and she wanted to like yeah. post up on the couch with us till 4 a.m., I'd be cool right with it. Now it's like, I will say like right now is the easiest time I've had with her. Although mother is like the temper tantrums yeah. and things like her, that her attitude we had a discussion tonight before i came here i was like do you know because i always tell her i don't like your attitude please drop the attitude whatever i say that all the time and tonight when i was putting her, her to bed she she's been doing this thing these the past few days and i don't know what is going on with her but we'll literally be having a conversation and then she will just turn and start screaming at me like i'll be like Oh, do you want chocolate milk? And she'll be like, No, I don't want chocolate milk. I said I want chocolate. I'm like, girl, like, what the? F-? It blows my mind because I literally don't know how we got here. And or like, she'll say like, Oh, I want two cookies. And I'll say, You want two cookies? I don't want two. Co- you just literally told me you want it. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, so I told her today, I was like, I need you to drop your attitude. And she was like. And I said, do you know what an attitude is? Like, let's just get down to the base of the problem. And she said, yes. And I said, what's an attitude? And it was so funny. I should have recorded it. She crossed her arms and got like a mean, nasty face on her and was like moving her head. And I was like, that is right. That is an attitude. That's nasty. That's bad, bad. I don't like it. And she was like, yeah, attitude, bad, bad. And she was like. 
crossing her arms and doing that. I'm like, okay, so at least we know we're on the same page here. So when you say drop yeah, the attitude, yeah. that's what you need to stop about. doing because, girl, you're crazy. But um, I've, that's the most challenging part at her with her age right now is just like – I don't know how to get through to your brain like that. This is not as dramatic as you're making it. I can't even believe that she's going to be like almost like or close to four when the the twins. She'll be three and a half. Like it's just nuts. Like she's really every single day. I'm like, where did you learn that from? Because you so fucking big. Yeah, I will say like compared to like Quinn's age. I do have it a lot like with especially with being pregnant like I can lay down and I yeah. can like, entertain yourself yeah I have my meltdown in this corner <laughs> like take care of yourself I can go to the bathroom and sit and just have a breather I can go in the kitchen and eat my meal while she eats her food at the coffee table like it's just it is Using a lot my ears like, here <laughs> right this moment you'll get there uh, one day that's what i'm saying I'm surviving yeah. every day and that's what sucks like i'm like wishing the day's way but yeah. god fuck i know i i feel like this time around it's different i like the this pregnancy we were talking about it's just like it feels like it's never gonna end ever it feels ever. like it's, the end is so far away like what the fuck yeah i feel like i've been pregnant for eons yeah. already i think because it's been so hard it's been so like with the nausea, it's just every day you're just waiting for the end of the day. Oh my god! So it feels like it's just dragging on and on and on. And I swear, like, I just like think sometimes I'm like, "There's how am I how am I going to make it? Like, how am I? I'm just going to become a shell of a person by the end of this. There's no way that I can." It's so funny. I'm wearing this sweatshirt right now. I said I've been telling uh this I said this earlier when we were on FaceTime with the family. But um Brian was like, What's your sweatshirt say? Like, oh I like it because it's like really festive. And it's a nutcracker. And it says, crushing it. I was like, the only thing that's being crushed is my will to live. <laughs> Truly. So bad. It's so fucking bad. But why? Like, it's just I because when I was pregnant with Edie, I was I feel like I was fine. Oh my god, I felt great. Yeah, like I was okay. The only reason why I was wishing those days away is because of my gallbladder issues, right. and I was on like that no fat diet right. where I was eating like ass every day. Like, oh, that was horrible. So I was like, I cannot wait for this to be done right. so I can eat like a big fat cheeseburger. Right. You know what I mean? Like whatever, like all the fucking greasy foods and everything. So that was why I was kind of like, can't wait for this to be over now. But now I'm like, oh my God, I'd take that over this any day. It's fucking terrible. I can't, I can't wait for it to be done. And it's all, <laughs> I'm not even halfway there yet. I know. I'm six weeks behind you and I'm like, Ugh. brutal. And then thinking about like, I'm like, we finally like are like getting like, I mean, Quinn goes to sleep at like 830 and he doesn't get up until like seven and it's like every day. So it's like good sleep. And like. Well, if you actually go to bed around those right. times, but anyway, we could. And now you gotta like go and redo it all over again. Well, hopefully it'll the- be a little better this time. Yeah. yeah, for people don't don't know, like Quinn slept on my husband's chest for the first four months of his life. We slept on my couch because we were too afraid to do it in our like co sleep in our bed. And so for the first actually like month. We like alternated, you know, I'd stay awake and like watch, and then he'd stay right. awake and watch, and we'd swap back and forth and like that kind of thing. 
um, until finally, like at four months, it was Black Friday, and like we were like, can't fucking do this anymore. Like we need to sleep train him, and it was brutal. It was the worst thing ever. We were fighting constantly, me and Brian, because I couldn't handle it. I was like, this is too bad. Like this is rough. Like I can't do it. You're an asshole, and you're a meanie. And he's like, this has to be done. He's like holding me back. And I'm like, I can't do this. It was brutal. It was so bad. Like I had AirPods on and I was blasting music and I could still hear him through it. It was so bad. And so I was like, when this kid is born, she's going right into the little bassinet thing, like in the hospital, like like, day one, she is spending all of her free time in that thing. She's not going to get used to sleeping with me at all. That'll be a luxury that she gets later on. You know what I mean? Like... Because I'm yeah. going to be nursing her, hopefully. So I'll get my cuddles right. and then, and then back right. in the bassinet yeah. again. I know. That's not making that insane. mistake again. Yeah. I'm not, if I don't have to go through that brutal stage again, then I'm not going to. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm praying that she's baby sleep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like Edie did. Because I would give anything. anything. I, newborns, newborns are so fucking hard, especially the first time around. I mean, I can't speak for any time after that, but I know just like being ha- being a newborn mother is so fucking hard but i would trade one year two years old for a newborn any fucking day if if because my experience with Edie, i was so tired i cried so much but i could also just like do things yeah lay her down and walk away like yeah yeah it was fine. She wasn't going anywhere. I didn't have to worry about her getting into anything. I didn't have to worry about tripping and falling yeah, and nothing breaking things. I would oh newborns comparatively easy peasy. Still so hard. But the mental state, I that's the don't worst trade, it, I but like. the the yeah. that's the worst. Of it. Yeah. That's what makes it worse. Like I definitely had postpartum right. depression for sure. Yeah, the yeah, mental the men- part of it, one thousand percent, was like the hardest part to get through. Hundred percent. Like I was having night terrors. Like I'd never had anything like mm-hmm. that in my life. Like I was like in my sleep screaming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I had, I definitely had postpartum. Like mm-hmm. I'd be lying on the paperwork. Like yeah. lying because I was like, they're going to fucking yeah. take this kid from me if I tell the truth. And so like I kind of like after a couple like yeah. late times, I was a little more honest, mm-hmm. but not all the way. And then they, and then they had to, they counseled me and we're like, and we're like this, is this is like on the verge mm-hmm. of like, you're going to need medication. And I was like, damn, I wasn't even all the way truthful. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to need some fucking help yeah. soon. Like I'm not doing good. Yeah. Like whatever and then i mean eventually like i don't think it even went away like i'm still kind of fucked up but like i'm a a lot better a lot lot better than i was like i'm not waking up screaming or anything like that anymore but like that is is by far what makes Mm -hmm. it the worst yeah i had postpartum anxiety and i was just worried i just oh yeah yeah. the the, the scenario of them dying all the time all the time. It was and just TikTok makes it so much worse yeah. because you, for some reason the algorithm knows you just had a kid and is showing you every third video of SIDS and people dying. Yeah. I need everybody who's listening who has an experience having kids. Maybe you're pregnant. Maybe you don't want to have kids at all, but you're going to be helping someone take care of a newborn at some point or, or you're or an auntie. Like literally any situation where you're going to be learning about how to care for a newborn, don't listen to half the shit that you hear on the internet that makes it so much worse it, although it although is good to know the risks of certain things and it's good, it is to, good to be as safe as safe. possible there are so there many are so things that i feel like scare, scare people into not wanting 
to do to half do the that. shit that just makes life easier. Like I'm not sa- I'm not saying like lay your baby in the middle but in between you and your man and fucking go to sleep. But like I remember it being drilled into my brain that co-sleeping was a big fat absolutely fucking not. And that's why you guys alternated staying awake because that was the only yeah. way Quinn would sleep. So somebody had to stay awake to watch it. Uh-huh. It's not that bad. If you do it, if you educate yourself on how to do it safely, it is possible and it's okay to get some fucking it, it, sleep. We actually got to a point where we were thinking about doing it, but our bed slopes. Yeah, you're, you're, and so you're we literally couldn't even do it if we wanted to. But yeah, they have like a, a divot. They're um, framed. Have a platform bed, yeah. bed. And one of the, um, like, do you just want to finish this? Yeah. I'll- one of the um like brackets under my mattress is bowed and so the bed like dips in the middle yeah so if you guys were to i'm pouring can you hear that guys (laughs) um if if they were to sleep with him yeah we would definitely roll yeah somebody would be rolling into the center yeah but it's me there's a way like i remember when i finally gave in to co-sleeping or bed sharing um, we always co-sleep, co-slept. She was always in a bassinet attached to the bed. But when I gave into bed sharing, I learned like sleeping in like the C curve where like your arm is out and your body is turned and the baby's on top of your arm. You literally can't, there's no physical way that you can roll on top of them because your arm is stopping you. Otherwise you would just dislocate your shoulder. That's not happening. Things like that. Like if you learn how to do it safely and that's going to get you more sleep. Just fucking do it. Like, like you don't need to be scared of everything. And when you have postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, your brain is not thinking at a level like where it's um, rational. Rational, right? So, I always tell people this. I'm sure I've told you multiple times, but the one thing that I specifically can remember, and this is what like triggered my like, okay, I have postpartum anxiety, was I just had Edie and. She's just this like little random white baby. I don't know her. We're strangers. Yes, she was in my body, but I literally don't know her. And I feel like society like pushes this onto people that as mother, you need to have this like cosmic connection and this huge bond. And that's like, yeah, I love her and I know that I that's my child. Like, but I don't I don't know her. Like, what am I? to love like there's a stranger living in my home (laughs) so i remember feeling guilty about that then realizing that she looked like every other fucking white baby that you see like i remember looking at the pampers box and being like okay that's what she looks like like there she looks like every single white baby i've ever seen in my life so i had a dream that i was placed with other moms and our babies were put in a lineup um and it was a whole bunch of little white babies and they they were saying you need to pick your child out and in my brain it was like pick your child out and if you can't you're never going to see them again obviously i love this baby i want to keep my baby but i don't know what she i can't pick her out of this lineup i don't know if she's that one on the left or that one on the on the right because they kind of look the same to me so i remember like waking up and having like a major panic attack being like i couldn't pick her out of a lineup like what am i going to do but in what fucking world is that going to happen? Nobody's yeah. going to put her up against other babies and say, okay, pick one or you can't take her home. 
And that's where and just, that's like, your, I feel like your brain just does these crazy backflips to, like, make you worried about things that you really... I had this fucking... my The one dream that I remember waking up, like, that Brian had to wake me up because I was screaming from was so fucking stupid, too. It was so fucking stupid. It was like, I was in a movie theater. I was in a movie theater, and I had Quinn, and then there was the person in front of me started throwing up on the floor and I was like, Oh my God, they have COVID. We need to leave. And so then I go into the bathroom to like pee and I come out of the bathroom, but I had left him in his carrier on like the sink. And when I came out, everyone was flipping out on me because I had left my kid out on the sink. And I was like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think about it. And so I'm like, so mortified. I start like, I, I like wash my hands and I run out of the movie theater and I'm like running to my car and I realized, fuck, I didn't grab Quinn. And then, and then I turn around and I run back into the bathroom mm-hmm. and I grab Quinn and everyone's screaming at me like, yeah. how could you even fucking leave your kid? And I'm like, oh my God. So then I start running back to the fucking car again. Like, I got him this time. I got the carrier. I'm running. I'm holding the carrier. And then I get to my car and I look in the carrier and he's not in the carrier. And then I start running back to like freak out. Like, where is he? And he's, I hear screaming. And I look down and he's in a fucking storm drain. Like he had fallen through the storm drain and I could just hear him screaming from below. And that's when Brian woke me up because I was screaming. Like in what reality would I be in a movie theater with a newborn? Why would I leave him on the counter? Why would I leave? Why would you leave him a second time? Why would you be in a storm drain? There's not, these aren't things that are going to fucking happen. And then I'm like sitting there like the next night I couldn't fall asleep because I kept thinking that someone was going to break into the house through the garage door or downstairs. That's when I bought that safety lock for the basement because we have like a deadbolt and a regular lock, but I bought like a jammer one for down there after this because I kept thinking someone was going to come in from the door downstairs. I wasn't going to hear them. They were going to walk through this door and we're all three sleeping on the couch here and I have no fucking way to defend us and we're all dead. And so I had a dream about that. So, yeah, all these fucking crazy thoughts, all these fucking crazy thoughts, they're not rational. And then you go and you get on social media and again, somehow TikTok knows that you just had a kid and every third video is like a kid in the ICU or a kid dying or a kid that's sick. You don't have to worry about that shit that you were were just dreaming about, but you definitely have to worry about all this other shit. Right. And so then it just heightens it and that's what makes it like, I think that's what was triggering these dreams. It was like all these other like crazy scenarios just because I was anxious all the time. It is. It's really hard. And then the anxiety causes the depression and then you just feel like you're not doing enough and oh my God. So I can't wait for that to happen again. I know. It's so exciting. I think this time, I'm, but this time like hindsight is definitely 2020. I should have never lied yeah. on any of those papers. That's, I should have been much more honest thing about things. I to they're say. not going to take my right. kid. That They're not going to take away your child because you're experiencing right and but that's what my non-rational brain was telling me i can't tell the truth because people like and then when you start confiding in certain family members they're like well just get over it it. like this is just normal like it's just the baby blues like you'll get over it and i'm like this is like and like i mean i remember one time brian came home from work and i was still on maternity leave and he was like we need to have a talk like you are not okay Mm -hmm. and i was like just bawling my eyes out and he's like seriously like this is not all right and that's when i started being a little more honest yeah but basically like again hindsight's 2020 like 
they would just, they would just put me on meds. <laughs> like right. I just and get like so lost or something easier, yeah. easier. And I would have had like enjoyed my time more. I feel mm-hmm. like. And so, so like at one point I was taking um, Percocets because I was in so much fucking pain mm-hmm. from everything, but I was nursing. And when I was in the hospital, they were giving me Oxy and stuff mm-hmm. and I was nursing and they were like, that's fine. Like, it's okay. Cause you're not taking like a high dose. It's not like it's going to do anything, but like, you know, newborns how like, they're so like, sleepy mm-hmm. like the first two weeks like that's why, that's why they do new, newborn pictures at that time because you can just yeah. put them in any position and they just stay and I remember having a, an absolute panic attack thinking that I was drugging Quinn mm-hmm. because he was like not waking up like for things like easily and I was like I'm drugging him yeah. and so that guy like couldn't take the meds that they gave me anymore because I was like I'm literally so all of these things like when you instead of being like enjoying my newborn snuggles I'm thinking I'm ODing my child and things like that so like I think I'm going to tell them that like from the jump and be like, I had it really bad last time. Yeah. Like a good idea. Yeah. So it is um, something that I'm glad is being talked about more with people. It's still not talked about enough. And I think people need to come forward more with their history. We should do an episode where we have moms come in and talk about their postpartum um, experiences. Because we know quite a few and I would love to know just – I think it's good to just know more. Like some people who had pleasant experiences right. and some people who didn't. Yeah, because just you, that you know scared, what you're going in. But just be prepared. Right. right. Because then like if we have somebody that had a great experience and didn't have anything, like, you, you just see all the scenarios. So that way when you're in it, you can recognize it. Yeah. There was – um I was watching this one live of this woman. She just had she just had twins, but this was before her C-section was scheduled. And, you know, the comments are coming through on the live. And this one woman, I wanted to scream because I've never heard such awful advice in my life. It was so bad that I had to write a note so I could remember because I wanted to actually talk about this. Just because you had a bad experience or a good experience does not mean that, number one, your experience was more valid than somebody else who had the opposite or number two, that it's going to happen. Like you can't give that advice to someone. You can't say, Oh, I was fine. So you're going to be fine. Like that's not because what happens is that person doesn't feel fine. And then they feel like a failure. And that was a big thing for me. Like when I didn't have that connection with Edie, I was like, I am a shit fucking mom. I waited my whole life to be a mother and I'm the worst mother I could have ever imagined, but that's just not fucking true. It's yeah. just normal. Um, doesn't happen to everybody. A lot of people have a great connection. I, I, I did. You did. Like immediately. Yeah. But I think that's part of why my anxiety and depression were so yeah, bad. because you were so like, yeah. Att- attached immediately. I, and like Brian wasn't. Yeah. I think it wasn't until he was uh, like three months old that Brian was like, okay. Yeah. I love like him. you know, you know, <laughs> like he, he was like, I, he was yeah. like, yeah, he was like, but I just, I can't tell you right now that I'm right. in love like, with who him. Who is this kid? Right. Exactly. Like, what he said. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you're always safe forever. But like, I just got to know you better. Like, right. it's right. just, it's weird. That's exactly right. Like, once he started getting more of a personality yeah. and was like smiling yeah. and things like that, it was like Brian was like, right. all right, I'm in. You know, <laughs> like he's not. He's like, he's like a person I know right. now. Like, I know how to make him smile. Right. I know how to like. We were more of a routine and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this lady, she was talking about C-sections. I will say I had a very, very bad C-section experience. It was awful. The recovery was awful. I am really, really scared to do it again. 
Um, but I don't really have much of a choice this time. At least this time it's planned. Yeah, it, and it's, so that makes me feel a little better, but it won't be as, as traumatic anyway. The problem the, mostly was the recovery. And I don't know if the recovery is going to be any different. So that's what I'm a little worried about. But I always tell people like I had a bad experience, but then I hear other people who are like, oh, it was fine. But like, don't make it seem like I just can't take pain because you have no idea the pain that I went through. Like I would, I've never experienced any pain like that in my life. So that applies, this applies to the C-section. And also I'll just tell you what this woman said. So this girl's talking about how like she's a little nervous, but she's not really like that nervous. She doesn't know what to expect, blah, blah, blah. This woman had commented on this live and said, you'll forget what life was like before you had kids. Absolutely not. I mourn my previous life every day. (laughs) I'm so happy for you that you feel that you forgot what life was like before you had kids. But is she rich? uh, She got a lot of money. She was just a lot of help. And a stay at home mom. (laughs) Like you, what do you, I am not, I don't think even met anyone who has been like, I don't even remember what it was like before I had kids. I remember it every single fucking day. When I want to get up and go to the store. And I there's a difference between like regretting and wishing, you know what I mean? Like, cause some people don't even have regrets, you know, like, like some people do some people like, like I just said, I mourn like the the freedom that I had and things like that, but I would never trade it. Right. Like, right. I'm not going to mean that I'm not remembering it. If I had a chance, I wouldn't like be like, oh yeah, put her up for adoption. We're doing it all over again. (laughs) (laughs) But like. Yeah, I remember being able to just go and do. I remember being able to plan a weekend away. Like That's stupid. She's really telling me she can't fucking remember anything. And that really pissed me off. I was like, that is terrible advice to give to a first-time mother. Because when that doesn't happen. And when they're sad and she's, in the middle of the throes she's of She's going to feel so alone and like she's a bad mom. And when you feel that way, you don't want to tell other people that you're thinking that way because you don't want people to judge you. You think that you're not in the majority. You're in the exactly. minority of it. Yeah. So that's so, awful that's advice. And then she and said, then she, um, I didn't need meds for my C-section. It was so easy. And I'm like, okay, I hope that that's the same case for this woman. But you can't tell someone that something is so easy because what if it's not easy for her? What if she has an experience like me? If somebody had said that to me before I had the C-section, it's really annoying after experiencing it. But if somebody had said that to me before – that it was super simple and it's not a big deal, that I would have felt like an asshole. Like, I would have felt so embarrassed with my recovery that I probably wouldn't have told anyone how much pain I was in. That's Even when I was when I like, had my gallbladder removed, and that was done, Mike, like, through the, you know what I mean? They didn't even cut me open. There was just little holes, yeah. the puncture things. They were like, don't pick anything up over 15 pounds, no bending. I was in there thinking, like, oh, I got to just get it. You're so fucking dumb. <laughs> and I'm thinking in my brain, you're weak. You're weak. And then I realized, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, that was. You just had like five layers of right, your yeah. skin cut open. So I don't know. It's just things like that that I'm like, there's so much. But don't tell someone that, that that's how there it is. There is so much about like giving birth that pisses me off. Like, I can't stand this constant battle that i see on social media of like whose experience was worse or more valid between vaginal delivery and c-section it's insane it's 
I can't believe that someone with who who had a C-section is saying I had it worse than you who got ripped open. But then someone who got ripped open is saying like I had it worse than someone who got fifteen like all these layers cut out of them like like a different different experience. experience. It's crazy. Like this, I don't. I never understand the the the. There, people are trying to like pit people against each other. Like I see it on Facebook all the time. Like, like, oh my God, like I just gave birth like vaginally to a 10 pound baby. So I gladly have a C-section, C-section, but then like, you're also recovering differently than someone who was just cut right. open. And like, yeah, their labor, like their delivery was just like, they didn't feel right. anything and they were laying there, but they're also feeling it for days and weeks afterwards. Right, it's and then you have, so it's like, they are two different yeah, and things. Then you have the, and, this person who's and you're like, comparing I apples yeah. to fucking oranges. It drives me nuts. You have this person who's like, I didn't even need meds. It was so easy. But then you have the mom that just split from fucking hole to hole. Like, it's just, it's... Okay, so so glad for you. But but also it's like, and it's like people also like they're that's another argument of like the the natural delivery versus the medicated delivery. And it's like, (laughs) because first of all, we all probably could do it. Do I fucking want to? Absolutely not. I don't even want to feel that I own legs. <laughs> like, I want nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what happened last time. I, bless up, because they had fucked up my epidural, so they'd take it out and redo it. And then I actually needed, like, because they his, like, heart rate was getting all fucked up, so they were like, we need to push now. Okay. And I literally could not feel shit they had a screen behind me telling me when i had contractions and they were like i'll tell you when to push because i couldn't even feel them like i felt nothing and i was like i could probably push 10 more babies out like i'm good it's like so i mean afterwards i didn't feel like yeah but like why would you not want that experience like i don't understand like why like i get you're like it's all beautiful and it's natural and it's whatever and that's great for you that does not mean that that it was better than someone else's experience like I had a great experience. Right. I think my experience was awesome. Yeah. And I was like sitting there fucking worrying the entire time about like, oh my god, this is so brutal. Like I was like enjoying yeah. myself. Like you passed me right. some ice chips. Like <laughs> I was having a great old yeah. time. So it's like, why would you want to take my experience and make me feel less than? Yeah, because, because you didn't you did go it through the, the same thing. Like right. it's just right. like why do I have to feel pain for my experience to matter? Exactly. It's so weird. And so like, that's what I'm saying. There's like the natural versus the medicated. Then there's the C-section versus the – There's so, so many, many people arguments. are like against – I remember feeling like I was embarrassed to tell people that I had a C-section sometimes because so many people – They say like that's not even a yeah, birth like, or some shit. Like, you didn't actually give birth. The, the part of it like – the reason why I did it was because I trusted that my doctors knew it was an emergency. And so many people are like, doctors just want to do C-sections okay, to get it over with. fuck that. If I had the choice, I would have done it mm-hmm. because I had this support system in place where I could have been lazy yeah. and laid around and like really recovered like – like, let's be honest here. Brian treats me like a fucking princess and he took a shit ton of time off from work. So like I would have been able to lay up. And again, I didn't go through it. Like I've never had right. a C-section. I can't sit there and say like, oh, it's right. easy. I could never even imagine what it's like. But I would sit there and say like, one, like one. if they gave me the choice, I would have been like, yes, yeah. because because I was afraid of this, like I was going to feel stuff during right, the push That thing. you weren't going to have the experience that you did. Right. And so, like, I was like, if I had the choice, I probably would have done it. Mm-hmm. But they were not giving right. me that fucking choice. It was like, this is not an emergency. Right. Your life is moving fine. Just do the damn thing. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. And so, like, and so, like I did it. And, like, now, like, I felt 
yeah like, yeah. like you would I like mean, you would have the, yeah. right at the time but now looking back it's like i'm glad i yeah. did it because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't feel right. like, like i didn't you feel know that, that horrible. was fine yeah. right right i um it's i just feel damn like, that i feel like that wasn't where i was yeah. going but I like, feel like i saw so many people say like it's not for not me personally but for my doctors it was a cop-out and, and there we go i would have preferred to do it how's the cop-out <laughs> right. are you just, joking I don't, I don't know. It's just, I didn't, I personally didn't want to, I wanted to go as natural as possible. Right. Um, I knew I, I was probably going to end up wanting. We had this conversation yeah. before and I was like, why yeah. would you want to do that? Right. I would not want to feel anything. I just lay there right. and let them do all the work. I don't judge you for that. I get that. Like I get, but just for me, I just wanted to just feel, I guess, because I've always had this, like, I want to be a mom feeling that I was like, I want to experience all of it and so i'd originally planned on just taking like um pain medication if i needed it but not to get an epidural and then i wasn't progressing blah 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 one thing led to another ed needed to be pulled out of me and i don't know it's just like i see so many people saying like the amount of doctors that make people get c-sections when they don't need them and i'm like okay so like when i say that i had a c-section do you think that I was, I just like took the easy way out, like it's so, it's or so that easy. my doctors just wanted to get me home. Like that's not what happened. That's even weirder because you stay longer for a section. <laughs> and like, um, I will say, like, um, again, I've never had a C-section, but I did have my gallbladder removed, and so again, not at all the same. It, I would say it was less invasive than a C-section is, and I felt like my guts were torn yeah. up afterwards. Like I could barely walk. Yeah. Like I was in so much, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's gonna be a fucking breeze." I don't know if it was the gas or what the fuck it was, but I literally felt like my insides were being ripped yeah. to shreds yeah. the next day, and partially the day after that. And so I, I'm sitting here going. <laughs> If a C-section <laughs> is much worse than that or even similar to that, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Like my experience was pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. It like, I mean, obviously a painless, like pain-free. I mean, other than the ring of fire, yes, it fucking was. I didn't I feel mean, like shit. Recovery, so yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So the recovery, no, it wasn't. It was pretty painful, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the same experience as you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's okay. And it doesn't mean that one had. Well, I would I would validate, like, I mean, that's what right? I'm saying. Like, yeah. I feel like your situation is more valid than mine because, like, at the end of the day, like, how are they going to say you took the easy way yeah, out? It's like, just, it, that's like, what aggravates me about people. It's just, like, I see that argument all the time and I'm like, ugh, shut up. Like, if only you fucking knew. And it's almost always people who have never experienced a C-section before. Anyway, I'm not. Whatever. <laughs> my mom, she's only had C-sections. Oh my god! And she she's asked like, me. She was like, "Tell me all about it. <laughs> what was it like? I've never done that. I've had four kids, and none of them have been like that. Could you tell me about it?" And I'm like, "Ew." But yes, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, I will. I'm not gonna lie. Labor is fucking terrible, but we all have labor. Uh, oh my god. Like, you know what I mean? Even no matter what delivery you have, you you have fucking labor. labor. That shit was brutal. I had really bad back labor. Oh, I just. I had all over labor. And I remember being like, like, oh, I'm in labor. I'm definitely in labor. Let's go to the hospital. We go to the hospital. And that wasn't even the tip of the iceberg, bro. That wasn't even the tip of the iceberg. I remember feeling like, okay, it's time to go to the hospital. I was like, if it's like this the rest of the time, I'm good. I I was cracking jokes. (laughs) 
in between contractions. I was living it up. And then they made me walk to progress things. I walked for almost two hours just pacing. It was not even like a good walk. Like they weren't letting me go places. Like this was like an L of a hallway. So you walk straight, you make a fucking left, you turn around, you walk straight, make a fucking right and then you just keep I call, by the end i was calling it the l of death i was literally doubling over and i was like i fucking hate everything <laughs> and then brian's like trying to hold me up and i'm like dripping like shit because remember i had my polyp so i'm like bleeding down my fucking legs and shit it was so bad i don't understand why anyone wanted want to go through that like that's what i'm saying as soon as i can get the epidural yeah give it to me immediately that labor is something like like i will never ever I, I would never, ever, like, do – like, if I could have gotten the epidural dural sooner, which I could have, because remember, I was trying to be, like – I didn't know how soon I could get it. And they were like, how are you feeling? You want some pain meds? And I was like, yes. And then they gave me that drug that made me hallucinate. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what it's called. I'd have to look it up. Don't ever get was that drug, stadal? people. Brian would have to tell you. Megan had it. She was like, I fucking love it was the worst thing ever. I was seeing things and like I kept talking about it's there's a monsoon outside. And Brian was like, It's the air conditioning unit. It's not raining outside. It's a nice night. <laughs> That's the AC unit you're hearing. <laughs> and as soon as that shit started wearing off, they came in and they were like they were like, oh, so how are you feeling? I was like, I'm in a lot of pain. And that's the worst part is I was still, still right. feeling everything and I'm tripping. And so like, this oh is not a place, God. like it wasn't like I wasn't having fun at home right. tripping, right? Like, like I was prepared for this. In labor. Basically with all these wires hooked up to me and I'm strapped <laughs> like, in this bed, right, right. rolling balls. <laughs> and so I'm like, I can't. And so they come in and they're like, oh, well, we can't give you any more meds. And I'm like, good. Don't ever put that in my chart. I never want those meds again. And she was like, do you want the epidural? I'm like, bitch, yes. <laughs> Right, we're open. I'm right, and so I'm gonna like literally when I go in this time, stick it in me. When can I do it? Immediately. Let's get it in, because then I'm gonna sleep as much as I fucking possibly can. That's a good idea. Because that's the worst part too. Is like I didn't get it in there until like 11 o'clock at night, and I just had a full day. I was at a work party and stuff, so I hadn't like slept at all, and then. I was in so much pain and then the epidural didn't really work. And then there was the tripping phase and all this and that. So Insane. I had got, not gotten a lot of sleep. Yeah. So I would want to get a good ass epidural and just Knock sleep out, yeah. until it's time. That sounds good. But honestly, like it really sounds amazing. Right. And then wake up and meet your kid. Yeah. That's how I would do it this time. If I was having one, I would probably do a feedback. Yeah. But, and I only like fucking pushed for 40 minutes. So it was like, I'm hoping this time is quicker. Because it hasn't even, like, I think they tell you to wait 18 months between having kids to, for your body to fully heal. Well, Quinn's not even 18 yeah. months yet. So I'm thinking yeah, this kid should come a little yeah. easier. Yeah. So See, I'm, I'm liking that idea. Until that but if it ends up being a fucking C-section, it ends up being a fucking right. C-section. Like, right. And then I'll be able to tell you the best. Yeah. Both <laughs> the experience for both. Yeah. Not that my experience would be a universal. Right. I know. Um. Life is so weird. Yeah. People are so fucking stupid and petty. Everybody just wants everything to be I had it about worse. themselves. Yeah, feel yes. bad for me. Oh my god. Oh my god. I know. We could talk forever. I know. Wait, I can't believe we've been talking this. And much. I feel so bad for all the people that don't care I know. about kids. <laughs> They're just like this whatever. Episode, not for me. Okay, well okay. then let's just wrap this up. We're also just funny though. Yeah, we're, we're, we're so funny hilarious. bits. 
All right. Well, that was a long episode. I already know it. I haven't even edited it yet, but I know that that's going to be extra long. Yeah. Um, so again, congratulations, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and we promise we don't have any more lies yeah, or tricks. There's nothing or else that we're hiding. Like yeah. Um, we're going to get our mocktails together, especially now that Steph's feeling better. We can go to Total Wine and yeah. get some stuff um, and come up with some really good stuff yeah. for you guys. Yeah. And it would be nice for all the people that like want to have like, n- not necessarily if you're pregnant, but just like if you're sober, yeah. like right, alternatives. Right. It'd right. be nice. Then, um, or like for kids yeah. and things like and that. And we'll let like, you guys know like the alcoholic version if that's something that you're uh, into instead. So, okay. Well, uh, make sure that you follow us on Instagram at underscore give us a shot. Send us in any ideas or topics that you want us to talk about. TikToks you want to show us. Yep. We love getting those. Love that. And um, make sure you leave us a five-star review on whatever app you're listening to us on. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, guys, thanks so much for giving us a shot. Cheers. You just listened to the Give Us a Shot podcast hosted by Steph Ray and Kristen Valderis. If you liked what you heard, make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe to hear future episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app.